and gentlemen, this is Soundtrack for the Night. Let me hear you make some noise. That's too much. Okay, yeah, I'll dial it back just a tad. Welcome to the show, everybody. This is Soundtrack for the Night here on Midtown Radio KW. How you doing? This is hyper-local radio, but that doesn't really apply this week because we are traveling to Europe on this show. Have you packed your suitcase? We're only doing carry-on. So maybe throw a few more things in your personal bag and let's get going because on this week's episode, we are traveling to Barcelona, we are traveling to Paris, and we are traveling to Amsterdam. Cultural music from those three cities happening on tonight's program. My wife and I just recently took a vacation to those three cities. I was recording while I was there. You'll hear a nice little soundscape from each city. You'll hear some commentary on what we've seen. It's going to be very exciting. I had never been to any of these three cities. Completely new experiences. So what we're going to do is we're going to play three local songs from the Kitchener-Waterloo area to start us off. we got to be hyper-local, just like our slogan says, hyper-local radio, Midtown Radio, KW, midtownradio.ca. But yeah, sometimes you leave your home and you leave your local community and you you go traveling and that's what we just did so i thought i'd make a little theme out of tonight's show gonna be a lot of fun so three local artists on the way and then we are taking a plane to barcelona see you on the other side
Okay, we are in Barcelona. Spain, man, never been to Spain. First time here, having a great time. And wanted to tell you a little bit about what we've been up to and some of the history of the city. It's, we, we love taking walking tours when we go on trips. It's just such an easy way to learn so many fascinating facts about your destination. And obviously it's a walking tour, so you're taking all of this beautiful architecture in as well. And it's just been wonderful. Barcelona, not sure if you've been, world leader in terms of tourism, uh, trade, economy, culture, fashion, the arts, you name it. It's, it is really, really cool here. Barcelona was uh, initially founded as a Roman city back in the Middle Ages until it, it merged with the kingdom of Aragon and survived numerous sieges and battles. Because of that eventful history, the city has become this cultural center with this hugely rich cultural heritage, right? Making it a major tourist destination. This city is particularly famous for architectural masterpieces, namely from Antony Gaudi and Montaner, which many of these masterpieces, of course, have been declared as world heritage sites by UNESCO. So it's just beautiful walking around here in the city. I wanted to talk about the 1992 Summer Olympics because this was a transformational period for Barcelona. If you know history, you'll know that the Spanish Civil War happened in the 1900s. We had Francisco Franco in power, who was a Spanish general and essentially a dictator. So by the time 1992 hit, for a lot of the century, there was so much unrest and unhappiness in, to put it lightly, in Barcelona. So Barcelona is anointed as the host of the Summer Olympics. I believe it was announced in 1986. So they had six years to transform the city. And they did. It, it was actually incredible just how much they accomplished in that six year span. Everyone got to work and all of this effort is really credited with driving major changes in what, as I mentioned, up until then been a largely industrial city with a lot of unrest. So if you think back, they're prepping for the games, industrial buildings along the seafront were demolished and three kilometers of beach were created. So new construction increased the road capacity of the city by 17%, the sewage handling capacity by 27%, and the amount of new green areas and beaches by 78%. Between 1990 and 2004, the number of hotel rooms in the city doubled. Perhaps most importantly, the outside perception of the city was changed, making by 2012, Barcelona the 12th most popular city destination in the world and the fifth amongst European cities. In 2022, so 10 years after 2012, right now, Barcelona is the fourth most visited city in Europe, behind London, Paris, and Rome. It's remarkable. It completely changed the entire landscape of what Barcelona represented, these Summer Olympic Games. I mentioned the three kilometers of beachfront they created here. They imported the sand from Egypt. So Barceloneta, I was there earlier today, Beautiful beach. I, I got a story about that in a second. But the beaches stretch from Barceloneta going north 
and really have become a symbol of the city, reflecting you know Barcelona's historic relationship with the sea. That attracts so many tourists just generally. All the shores are lined with bars, restaurants, shops. Montjuic, which I believe translates to Jewish mountain from the medieval kind of Latin and Catalan times. This was also a big part of the Olympics. It was extensively refurbished. All sorts of athletic events happened on the big hill, the big mountain. Swimming, diving events held there. Pretty neat stuff. Okay, so more about Barcelona. Obviously, as mentioned, tons of historic monuments and breathtaking architecture in Barcelona. Designs found all over the city can mostly be attributed to Gaudi, with one of his masterpieces being the Sagrada Familia. Now, if you Google Sagrada Familia and you Google image, I guess, this beautiful, beautiful church, it's still under construction. So the towering church began to rise in 1882 and is expected, they say, to be completed in 2026 through private donations. So all of the work, any of the work that gets done, it's because they rely purely on donations. They say 2026 for it to be completed. According to some of the tour guides here in the city, they don't believe that will happen. But the reason and the significance of 2026 is that in 1926, that is when Gaudi passed away. He died really by accident. He was hit by a tram, a tram car, like a streetcar. He was older in age at that point. The story goes that because he was an old man, he had grown a beard. He wasn't dressing the best, I guess, in that stage of his life that a lot of people thought when this person was hit by the tram that he was homeless. And they didn't discover until like a day later, apparently, that it was actually Gaudi who succumbed to his injuries and, and actually passed away. So it's a, a sad story for such a monumental architect from Spain and, and really the world. So it's a very unique structure if you look at the Sagrada Familia, again, relying solely on private donations. It has been described as, quote, it is probably impossible to find a church building anything like it in the entire history of art. Other famous works from Gaudi in Barcelona to check out Casa Mila. This was Gaudi's last private residential design. Very imaginative. We went to Park Gale yesterday. Park Gale was commissioned by Gaudi by one of the biggest clients, the Count of Gale, UNESCO World Heritage. It is here where Gaudi perfected his personal style, which was greatly inspired by organic shapes. Again, I realize this is radio, so I would, if you've never been to Barcelona and you're listening right now, I would definitely Google some of these places I'm mentioning because you're just gonna see some really stunning art uh, generally here uh, with Gaudi's architecture. Casa Batlo, a masterpiece as well. This house essentially has very irregular oval windows. The sculpted stonework is so impressive. There's colorful mosaics, ceramic tiles, that kind of feel to it. Truly exceptional. Anyway, I could go on and on. Um, Barcelona has been a really great place. We've got La Rambla Street. This is a two kilometer long boulevard where more than 150,000 people walk daily. Pedestrian Boulevard, think of it that way. This is where tourists usually shop, have coffee. There's street artists who perform, you know, during the day and at night. It's a, it's a remarkable city. So what we're gonna do uh, right now 
as I am in search for my next Montadito, which is a very small sandwich here in Barcelona that are delicious. We're going to play some music, famous, new music, a bit of both, originating from Spain or from a Spanish artist who was born in Spain. So this set of music that you're about to hear, close your eyes, transport yourself to Barcelona. You're essentially on the Mediterranean Sea, connected to it at least. Pretend you're on the beach. Oh, I had the story about the beach. Okay, we're gonna play a couple songs and then I'm gonna come back and tell a little story about uh, visiting the beach. Enjoy Barcelona.
frente al mar te acuerdas de mí ¿Dónde estás? Yo quisiera verte, convencerte De que vuelvas otra vez a quererme Fue tan mágico, melancólico, tan nostálgico, tan ilógico Volver a perderte, quisiera volverme Y otra noche yo en tus brazos position feel like I'm in a pretty good state of mind and all of a sudden I turn my head and a wave just absolutely clobbers me like a brick wall and I had half the beach I think laughing at me as I came to and you know spit out some salt water and cleared my nose and made the walk of shame back to my towel
fuimos en una, empezamos a la una Y con la nota rápido nos dieron las tres Perreamos toda la noche y nos dormimos a las diez Ando rezando a Dios para repetirlo otra vez Dime, beba, fecha y ahorita te paso a buscar Yo le llego donde los demás, tú sabes que no le llegan Río de botellas de champán de las copas al brindar Pero solo escucho como late Mi corazón cuando ve ese cuerpo al caparate El traje combina con la Mercedes Granate No hay otro por más que ellos traten Quédate que la noche sin ti duele Tengo en la mente la pose y todo lo gemido Que ya no quiero nada que no sea contigo Sin el equipaje, sin viaje de vuelta Por la isla te va a dar una vuelta Bebé, solo avisa El sábado te teo, el domingo misa Estoy a ver si me garantiza Que te me pegas como quien graba con B Saibi Salir a las amigas del party Y ella se quedó Mirándonos a los ojos, no al reloj Y no fuimos en... Hubo en el apartamento, en privado Me pedía que le diera un concierto Le dije que por menos de un beso no canto y nos fuimos en una, empezamos a la una Y con la nota rápido nos dieron las tres Perreamos toda la noche y nos dormimos a las diez Ando rezando la yo para repetirlo otra vez
cabrón solo dejó su poloche Amar a ciegas te quita poder Pero esta noche nos elevamos para el cielo Te incito Aliviarnos las penas y curarnos en la cama Camito Baby, si haces que lo olvide puede que Me salve, me ilumine, me guarde Y 
bola de luz y de color, de luz y de color. Y todos en la tómbola, tom, tom, tómbola, y todos en la tómbola, tom, tom, tómbola, encuentran un amor. ¡Tómbola! En la tómbola del mundo yo he tenido mucha suerte, porque todo mi cariño a tu número jugué. Yo soñaba con tu nombre, esperaba conocerte, y la tómbola del mundo me premió con tu querer. Porque la vida es una tómbola, tom, tom, tómbola, la vida es una tómbola, tom,
presa donde esperan la firmeza de tu brazo libertario aquí se queda
desesperado Una cartica que yo guardo donde te escribí Este sueño y que te quiero tanto Se baila así Estamos rompiendo la discoteca La fiesta no para apenas comienza Se cansa, se cansa Ma chérie, la 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 Francia Colombia, me gusta Freeze Y Balvin, Willy William, me gusta Freeze Los DJ no mienten, le gusta mi gente Y eso se fue muy bien No le bajamos, mas nunca paramos Es otro palo y blanco ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Me fue la bouche la tête ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Pero lo tengo en mis manos Estoy muy duro, sí, ok, ahí vamos Y con el tiempo nos seguimos elevando 
Y seguimos rompiendo aquí Esta fiesta no tiene fin Botellas para arriba, sí Los tengo bailando, rompiendo y yo sigo aquí Que seguimos rompiendo aquí Esta fiesta no tiene fin Botellas para arriba, sí Los tengo bailando, rompiendo ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Me fue a buche la tacto ¿Y dónde está mi gante? Sí, yeah, yeah, yeah. Focaccia
do our thing. Yeah. So, Thank you. 
good morning from what many people call the most romantic city in the world. We are in Paris. You do feel like you're in this iconic place when you are here. You really do. I'm about to step out and go wandering about town, but I just wanted to mention the skylight we have in our hotel room here. It's a little boutique hotel. And early in the morning, when it was still dark, the way the moon and the stars presented itself through this angled skylight in our room was just magical. Okay, let's go. Saw the Mona Lisa yesterday. She's doing well. Didn't say much, but had a bit of a smile, so she's in good spirits. There is so much art in Paris every year. Paris attracts millions of tourists to experience and really seek inspiration from all the art here, namely at the Louvre. The Louvre was originally built as a palace. It was a fortress in the 12th century, became a residence of Charles V in the 14th century. It opened in 1793 as an art museum. So renovations and extensions took 666 years to complete. And the famous museum is now home to more than 35,000 pieces of artwork. Artists from the 16th and 17th centuries have also greatly influenced the artistic charm of this beautiful city. And unlike many other capital cities, not just in Europe, but around the world, Paris has never been destroyed by war or other catastrophes. All the structures here have remained intact, right? Since the Middle Ages, French rulers have made it a point to create something, to leave a legacy or their personal mark in history. Because of this, the timeline of Paris throughout the centuries can be observed through its marvelous architecture. Even the oldest infrastructure here can be seen in the street maps, which is pretty remarkable. So notable examples of buildings and architecture here, uh, and a lot of these we have seen already. The Basilica of St. Denis, might be St. Denis in French, I'm not sure. Notre Dame Cathedral, St. Chapelle. The Basilica of Sacré-Cœur we saw yesterday on a walking tour. And our tour guide was quite funny, and he, he did something kind of miraculous where he was leading us towards the path to this basilica. We didn't know it at the time. We just thought we were wandering down a cobblestone road. And he said, okay, everyone stand here. It was probably a group of 15 of us. And he said, you're all gonna cross the street now. I'm gonna make sure no cars are coming. You're gonna cross the street without looking behind you or to the side of you. And everyone's kind of giggling and like, ooh, what's it gonna be? So we pull this off, traffic cooperates. We all kind of cross at the same time. And then our tour guide says, okay, turn around. And boom, it's the Basilica of Sacré-Cœur. And it was sensational. It, it really did receive a genuine, oh my goodness, from the entire group. So that was pretty cool. Um, Eiffel Tower in there as well, obviously, you know, these are prominent structures around Paris with, uh, as I said, the history kind of has remained the entire time and you can kind of trace the different parts of the history uh, from Romanesque to Gothic, neoclassical, you know, modern, you know, you've got it all here. And it's, it's really, um, you really feel 
how much time and history you're standing in as you walk down the streets here. I don't know if you know this, but Parisian law dictates that no building in the city should be higher than six stories. The reason for this is for all to have sunshine, or in French, pour que tout le monde ait du soleil. Have as much sun as possible. I think that's a great recipe for happiness. Interesting history about the language here too. Obviously, France, French, you think French automatically. Romantic language, of course. But back in 1793, during the French Revolution, 75% apparently of the citizens in France did not even speak French. Not until the 19th century. So French was much more widely spoken in Germany and Holland rather than in France. So the language spread, and it is the only language, French, that is taught everywhere in the world, along with English. And more on the Eiffel Tower. The Eiffel Tower was not supposed to be permanent. It was originally built for the World Fair of 1889, and the company owner who built the tower, Alexandra Gustave Eiffel, only had a 20-year permit, apparently, so they had to take it down by 1910, but its use as a giant radio antenna saved it from destruction. Fun fact. Paris really is a city for walking, hand-in-hand, hand, with that right person. I'm here with my wife, Maria. It's her birthday. Well, it was yesterday. I'm not going to record stuff on her birthday. I think, you know, she deserves a bit more attention than that. But it's been a wonderful time. And, you know, I mentioned the Sacre-Cœur there, the Basilica. There's a lookout point at the front of the church of the entire city. A lot of people call it Europe's grandest skyline. The sun was setting at the time. It was beautiful. Paris is often called the City of Light. And district by district... All of these neighborhoods, as the sun was setting, were illuminating. And it, it was quite wonderful to see from that vantage point. Hearing church bells ring, seeing the Eiffel Tower light up at night, both close up and from a distance, Paris is quite the city. So the next chapter of this episode is music from Paris. It's music from France. Pretend you're either smoking a cigarette or inhaling the smoke, because that's very common here. This is stop number two on our European adventure. Here on Soundtrack for the Night, I'm Mike Valente. We're in Paris. Maintenant, écoutez la musique. Oh uh -huh. 
jour qui grisonne Les heures qui se pomment Faut que tu téléphones à tes états d'âme Mais je m'en fous pas mal des choses de ta vie De tes rendez-vous que tu n'as pas pris De tes mercredis qui sont bien remplis Et de ton mobile qui n'a plus de batterie Raconte-moi des rêves, des histoires de flou Si le jour se lève, dis-lui qu'on s'en fout Sans lasse des soleils sur ta peau saline Dessine-moi une abeille que je te Des landes de pierre, ô 
Nous étions quelques-uns qui attendions la gloire Et bien que miséreux Avec le ventre creux, nous ne cessions d'y croire Et quand quelques bistrots, contre un bon repas chaud Nous prenaient une toile, nous récitions des vers Groupés autour du poil en oubliant l'hiver La brume Ça voulait dire, tu es jolie. La bohème, la bohème, et nous avions tous du génie. Souvent il m'arrivait devant mon chevalet de passer des nuits blanches, retouchant le dessin. De la ligne d'un sein, du galbe d'une hanche Et ce n'est qu'au matin qu'on s'asseyait enfin Devant un café crème épuisé Mais ravi, fallait-il que l'on s'aime Et qu'on aime la vie La brème La brème Ça voulait dire On a vingt ans La Au hasard des jours, je m'en vais faire un tour à mon ancienne adresse. Je ne reconnais plus ni les murs, ni les rues qui ont vu ma jeunesse en haut d'un escalier. Je cherche l'atelier dont plus rien ne subsiste. Dans son nouveau décor, mon marbre semble triste et les lilas sont morts. La
So we're just wrapping up our French interlude here on Soundtrack for the Night. That's music from Paris. That's music from France generally. Hope you enjoyed that. There's some more sounds to the city that I'll be playing right now as we take the train from Paris to Amsterdam. So we will see you in the Netherlands in just a moment or two. Huh? Not a bad view. Hundreds of copycats all over the place to the point where he created his own application called Flash Invader. Okay, so when you see a pixelated art like Look here.
Thank you.
This is Soundtrack for the Night. I am Mike Valente, and we have just arrived here in beautiful Amsterdam. And I want to tell you all about discovering the unique charms of Amsterdam and the Netherlands. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, tourism was booming here. There were about 20 million visitors in 2019, and it's slowly coming back here. There are world-class museums here as well. There are small shops and cafes. There are coffee shops, and then there are coffee shops. So coffee with a C here provides the weed variety. And coffee with a K actually means coffee in your cup, you know, your regular cup of joe. The neighborhoods here are rapidly developing. Hearing people speak Dutch has been delightful. It is such an interesting language. When you walk the streets, you smell homemade pancakes. You see giant windmills outside of the city, which I'll get to in a few minutes. It is really easy to appreciate Amsterdam. It is very, very unique here. It's a highly diverse population. It's a cultural hotspot, really, in Europe. Amsterdam literally translates to the dam on the river of Amstel. This was originally a small fishing village in the late 12th century. It became one of the most important ports in the world during the Dutch golden age of the 17th century. The historic canals here are obviously one of the biggest attractions. Yes, you've got the Van Gogh Museum, you've got the Anne Frank House, you've got the Red Light District, which is a very interesting place, let's put it that way. There is over 100 kilometers of canals here, many of them lined with historical buildings, and water management is absolutely key here. There are locks, so there are never ebbs and flows in the canals of Amsterdam. This is a perfect way to maintain just the right water level, and it reduces the risk of flooding and of boats becoming beached. The canals themselves are flushed five times a week, I don't know about you, but that's more than I clean my bathroom. There are a lot of houseboats on the canals of Amsterdam, 3,000 of them. And you need a permit to have a houseboat. And apparently there is a very long waiting list. The Netherlands as a country and Amsterdam as a city, Nederlands means lower lands. This entire country and city really is kind of built on water. It's built on marsh. It's been built on a swamp, essentially. So the fact that they have created such a efficient and effective water system, water management system, the canals, of course, and now my next point, the apartments there are magnificent in the way that they are built. A lot of them are leaning because again, they're built on water and bamboo and then a foundation, then concrete. It, it's, it's kind of wild the way they were describing it. But yeah, as you walk along the streets, you might see that a, a, a building is leaning a little bit to the left or to the right. And that's just because it's shifted over time based on what's underneath it. The stairs in these apartments are incredibly steep. It's like literally going straight up, which is why they have a hook, an anchor almost on the top of all these buildings that you would throw a rope up tie to and that's how you're bringing your sofa up to your apartment it's that kind of a thing going on here it's really really cool they're all tall skinny and narrow some apartments were literally only like a meter and a half wide that's how thin these places are and especially on the canals there there's not too too many right so 
the demand and the pricing for these apartments is astronomical sometimes because they just don't come around too often. Unique places to live, they have their quirks, right? So not just steep staircases, but also like attic bedrooms with sharp angled walls. You can really only fully stand up under the roof's ridge. It's tight in there. It's a really cool place. Walking through the red light district is a whole different kind of a trip. I had never done weed before in my life before going to Amsterdam. Same thing with my wife. We may or may not have had a edible and walk through the red light district. <laughs> yeah, interesting stuff. We were such rookies, you know, going to get this vegan edible uh, from this coffee shop. We're like, one weed, please. It was a fun time. It's a really cool city and uh, nothing but cyclists. We didn't mention the cyclists. More bicycles in the city than people. There's about 800,000 people as the population. They say there's 1.4 million bikes in the city of Amsterdam. And they have the right of way. Bicycles come first, but it can be madness out there. One of our tour guides said that if you haven't almost been hit by a bike, you haven't really truly experienced the city. People who have grown up in Amsterdam start riding a bike very, very early because it's just a way of life there. So they are very much used to navigating, you know, thousands of tourists and kind of weaving their way through traffic. It's a wonderful city and it is our last stop on this European adventure. And just one more thing, I mentioned windmills. So we took a day trip outside of Amsterdam. It was about two hours away to a place called Gitorn, which translates to Gotorn. More on that in a second. But Gitorn is a national park, essentially. It's this idyllic village where there's so many farms built on these like small peat islands, and they're all kind of connected over wooden bridges. And you really see how the Dutch long to live with and on the water, full of lakes, forests, very picturesque. It was established as a settlement of peat harvesters. So peat cutting created ponds and lakes and people built houses on the islands between them. And what's really charming is that fortunately little has changed about Gitorn. Everything's pretty much still there the way it was in the 18th and 19th century. You can take boat tours under the bridges. It's very calm. Excellent restaurants here as well. It really is a tourist spot, but very quiet when we went as well. The reason for the name Gitorn, which is goat horn, the story goes that its original farmers and settlers discovered a collection of horns belonging to wild goats thought to have died in the flood of 1170. So much of it has to do with the fact that it was a marsh, it was water. And then the windmills, windmills are known worldwide as an iconic symbol of Dutch culture. Several Dutch villages are known for their concentration of windmills, which we have seen just driving outside of the city of Amsterdam and into the country. So pumping water out of the lowlands and back into the rivers, you know, beyond the dikes so that the land could be farmed, that was really the primary use of windmills historically and they just are so beautiful to look at. So enjoy the music now. We have a few songs from Amsterdam and the Netherlands. I believe all of them are in Dutch. So enjoy that. Some great food here in Amsterdam. The local dish that we've had a lot is bitterballen. It's like a Dutch meat kind of snack thing. They're like round little balls, almost like meatballs. It's made with like a thick stew 
and like a beef stock. So pretty tasty. Not everyone liked it. I liked it. I thought it was cool. It's kind of like your order of fries that you would get at the bar. You just get some bitter ballin instead.
zijn alle straten waar ik ga. Het is alsof ik even niet besta. Vogels fluiten niet zoals voorheen. In een volle stad en toch alleen. There you go. So there, there's a few Dutch songs or songs from the Netherlands generally. And we're going to wrap the show with that. This has been Soundtrack for the Night. It's been a nice little European adventure today. So I hope you've enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us on this trip to Barcelona, Paris, and Amsterdam today. Thanks for listening to Midtown Radio KW, live on location, I guess you could say, 
here in Europe. We'll talk to you soon. Walter Rusten. That's good night in Dutch.